So can you tell us a bit of your background and how you developed a passion for acting? Yeah, of course. Um, I grew up in Southern California. I was born and raised here. Um, my parents are very normal people, not like zero ties to the industry whatsoever. Like my dad's an insurance agent. My mom works for a university, like very normal suburban life but I've always been like kind of a performer I've always loved like the performing arts I since I, I could talk really I was always you know jumping up on tables and singing and dancing and like reciting lines from a movie or whatever and my parents knew that I loved this stuff but they didn't really know how to like get me somewhere where I could use that avenue and um I've always loved cars. So my dad took me to the LA auto show when I was really young, I was five years old. And we were approached by this lady who was like advertising her acting studio. And she gave us the whole spiel like, oh, I can make your kid a star, like enroll him in these classes. So my parents were really reluctant at first. And then I like really begged them and pleaded. And finally they caved and enrolled me and then after a few months I auditioned in front of a talent agent and got my first commercial and print agent so I started out doing uh, national tv commercials and um, like print jobs for Target, T-Mobile, that kind of stuff and then when I was like eight or nine years old my mom found my manager who I'm currently with still to this day and um, I signed with him and since then I've been doing film and television so you've been in the industry for like a good amount of time now, by now. Yeah, pretty much my whole life. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I guess yeah. one of my questions is kind of like how, if you have noticed, like since you first came into like now, I know you were like younger when you kind of first got into it, but have you noticed any shift in the way things are done or shift in the way like the culture is around the industry? Absolutely. Um I was just telling my friend Austin last night that I've never been more excited to be a part of this industry. Mm -hmm. um, since I was little, I've always, I mean, I've auditioned and I've worked and I've been really grateful for the opportunities that I've had, but I've never really been able to play a character that authentically represents my own heritage before. I've always been cast as Latinx or ambiguous or they give me some generic last name and yeah. you know I, yeah. I've never I've always you know been a Diego or a Pablo or whatever <laughs> this is the first time I'd ever been cast as something that you know I could actually relate to and bring my own life experiences into and I'm seeing now within like the last year and a half or so a rise in you know people of color becoming filmmakers and making content that accurately represents like the majority of America instead of just the white majority. Mm -hmm. And to be a part of the industry right now in this instant, like is so exciting to me because not only am I playing characters and seeing breakdowns for auditions and stuff for, you know, people who look like me, <laughs> but I'm also seeing, you know, so many people who are excited and ready to make that change in Hollywood. So I've, I've really like, yeah, to answer your question, yes, I have seen a, a change and it's only been recently. And um, yeah, I've really never been more excited to, to be an actor, to be in this industry, be a part of that change and that shift. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like as a writer in the industry as well, 
I really think that we're heading in the right direction. And it's really good that shows like Love, Victor is changing the narrative, you know, leading us to the right path to actually telling authentic stories that, you know, have been kept in the dark for so long. And it's just yeah. so exciting to get to finally be able to tell that another side of, of that story. You know, we've heard Simon's yeah. story, we've heard Victor's story. Yeah. And now we get to see another person's perspective. So yeah, um, piggybacking off of what you said. Yeah. Uh, it's been a really exciting time as someone who's half Filipino, half Iranian and seeing, you know, people making stuff for Iranian people. And then I just read, or yeah, I, I follow, I've worked with this one director and creator, Gloria Calderon Kellett, who is like pioneering and paving the way for Latinx filmmakers and actors right now. And she, I, she just teased that she's like um, developing a TV series about Filipinos. And I've never seen that before. And that's so exciting for me because like, exactly. finally, like 16 years later, I've been in this industry and I'm finally seeing my own representation. You know, it's, it's just really cool. It's good yeah. you said that. I'm also Filipino. So that's good to hear. No pride. That's amazing. Represent, <laughs> you know, exactly. represent. Yeah. <laughs> so just to get into the show, congratulations on the success of it. We're heading into season two. So why did you want to be involved in this project in the first place? I've always been a fan of Love, Simon. And like, I actually auditioned, I've talked about this in other interviews. I've, I auditioned for season one of the series. So I've always been really excited about this show. Um, I never really thought I'd be a part of it after I went through the whole audition process last year and I didn't hear anything. Well, I did hear I didn't get it. <laughs> but to see that they were, you know, interested in me and like, um, they knew who I was from my audition process in the past. And like, I had a good connection with casting. I've read with them before. Like they knew my backstory and they knew who I was and where I came from. And then all of a sudden, you know, Love Victor season two started up and the writer's room started and they, they had this part that I, I, I guess was perfect for, I don't know. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's, I was really, really, really excited when I, when I heard that they, wanted to see me again to, to audition me again I was like this is great this is my, my chance so yeah I was really excited to join the cast and to join this series I mean not only were you a part of it like you're like a major part of the second season and you know right when you come into it you immediately kind of like you know grab the scenes and like you it's becomes very apparent like that your story is going to be very important moving forward and I guess my question is like, it's already, you know, already had season one and it had Love, Love Simon before and it kind of already had like a really big and strong cast. How did you feel like entering into something like that that already has like all these established characters and like how you're going to find your way and like make your impact on the show? Yeah, um, to be honest, I was a little nervous at first um, <laughs> because it's always nerve wracking coming onto a show or a project that had been shooting or there had been, you know, kind of like a family dynamic already established. Yeah. And to be like one of the new characters, the new kids on the block, you know, yeah. so to speak, I was nervous to see how they would receive me. Um, because in this industry, like people can become very territorial and just, you know, not very friendly to guests on a show. I've been a guest 
dozens of times on shows before, and you know, we don't always get treated very nicely by the main cast. But this was different. This was completely different. Everybody was really excited to have me a part of their team, and they were they really welcomed me with open arms. So I've become so close with all of them, partly because we had to like quarantine together for six months. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, at work and home. So. I am grateful for the pandemic in that sense that they they brought you know the the cast has become a lot closer because of that and so yes i was a little bit nervous starting out but um everyone's amazing everyone's so beautiful and just so welcoming and i couldn't imagine not having any of them in my lives now like it, we're so close all of us are were there particular moments on set were like super memorable or like you always remember? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> there, this was a first for me. I've never sang before for a show or really like, I mean, you know, I, I've done karaoke. I've done the Filipino <laughs> karaoke nights or whatever. I know that. Yeah. yeah. But I've never like professionally recorded a song before. So you know, going to the studio and singing with Michael and like laying down the track or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was really fun for me. It was really new. It was, that was probably one of my highlights of this season. I'd say like a fun memory, I'd say instead of like an experience would probably be when we were, um, Michael and I were shooting episode nine and we were on location in Highland Park, Los Angeles. It was this really cool street yeah. with a bunch of shops and stuff. And we were in the middle of shooting and then like the AD was like, okay, you guys can take a minute and uh, go back to holding and we'll call you when, when we're ready again. We were finishing the setup and setting up for the next shot. So we were like, oh, okay, so we have a little bit of time. We saw this like vegan donut shop on the way to set. <laughs> so Michael and I, we weren't supposed to do this because we were technically under like quarantine or the the COVID restrictions. We're not supposed to like set, but... Yeah. We snuck off set and we bought like seven dozen donuts for the ca or for the casting crew and we ran it back like within five minutes. We called them. We we're like, we're gonna order seven dozen donuts, like, but we, we have we'll be there in like 20 minutes. And they were like, okay, cool, we'll have it all ready for you. So we ran like maybe half a block. Like the, the crew was like, Where did they go? And we just ran, got the donuts, brought them back, and everyone was just so excited and happy. Like it was a really stressful time shooting during a pandemic and yeah. everybody was kind of like under a lot of pressure and we just kind of wanted to put a smile on their faces. And I think we did. So uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to skip out on, you know, work, you better come back with at least some donors or something. So right? you're vegan too bad. Too. they were vegan. Yeah. They were so vegan. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so can you give us a sneak peek of what we can expect from season two for those who haven't seen it? And what did you love about filming this season? Um, so season two, you know, it's a year later where, you know, the cast or the characters are growing up and maturing. And you can definitely see a lot of more mature themes going on in season two. Um, and I'm just excited for people to see like this coming of age story of all of the Creekwood kids, you know, they're no longer like they're gearing up towards the end of their high school career. You know, there's new relationships, there's love triangles, there's twists and turns. Um, I would say this season's definitely a lot more 
um, spicy <laughs> in season one. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would agree. Um, and what was the second part of the question? I'm sorry. So what did you love about filming the season? Okay. What makes it different from the, the from the other shows that you you've worked on and you know just basically what did you love about filming with your castmates and filming the story bringing this character to life um well for one i love that i'm playing a character that really helps people and makes people feel represented i've that's really any artist's dream especially in this industry i've always played characters that were kind of like the side character never really had a plot line just there um so to be able to finally like kind of flex my skills a bit and to really sink my teeth into something more um, of more su substance uh, uh, has been really a treat and such an amazing honor to be trusted with the story. Um, but I would have to say my favorite thing about being on the show is the relationships and friend friendships that I've made with the cast and the crew. Like we really are one little family and it's it's really not like any other show that I've been on before mm -hmm. so that's really I'd say my favorite part about being on the show yeah okay. it really shows it really shows on the screen yeah so. I, I thought so too and it's like it's it's really rare to have a cast that has on and off screen chemistry like we do and it's just such a blessing and so special and I will cherish that forever <laughs> yeah would you say this is your biggest role to date? I mean, biggest in the sense that it has been, it will be and has been seen by more people than any other project that I've done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and biggest in the sense that it definitely holds more weight in terms of, you know, representation and, mm -hmm. you know, the story that it's telling, Raheem is telling is so much more important than really many of the stories that I've told in the past. So, mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, I would say this is one of my biggest roles to date. Cool. And I guess what, like season two is out and people have already been watching it and talking about it. I guess, how has the response been? Like, how do you, how do you think people have received it? And are you happy with, you know, the, the responses that you've been getting so far from it? Yeah. Um, I've been getting a lot of messages from people who have told me that, Raheem or Love Victor has helped them in their own lives personally. And people just saying like, thank you for playing such an authentic character. Thank you for representing me. And I knew, I kind of uh, expected not to sound like that, but like I kind of knew that it would have an impact on people. Um, but I had no idea like how exponentially grateful people are because of it. And it's just really something so magical and special to me that I get to, you know, tell a story that genuinely helps people and people look forward to seeing my character on screen because they feel heard and they feel seen, you know, people who had been fans of the show before, but had not felt represented yet mm -hmm. and, until my character showed up. So yeah, I, I forgot the question, but I feel like that answered it. Yeah, I mean, that was my question. I was like, kind of what the response has been and, and how do you feel about it and like how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. there have been like a lot of people who <laughs> don't like my character because of <laughs> that. There is pride yeah. in 
but that is to be expected. People are territorial of the characters that they love, but I just hope people understand that, you know, actors also have feelings and, you know, not responsible for the plot lines of the show and that we are not our characters as well. Um, You can put that in there if you want. Yeah, um, I guess I also read, you know, the the lead actor, Michael, he did, he also came out recently and talked about not every response has been the most positive. He's gotten it from both sides. And I guess, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? I don't know if you've seen any of his comments that he's recently made about, you know, how people have come out negatively towards what he's done in the role or or anything like that. You know, I think it's, I think it's unfortunate um, seeing as how our show is about love and just really people take the internet a little too seriously or not seriously enough. Um, I think people, you know, I love talking about my opinions with friends, strangers, anybody about shows and movies that I love Um, because I know other people's opinions would be different. That's one of the reasons why I love doing that is to get other people's perspective. And I think it's healthy to have those discussions and to talk about shows that you're excited about. Um, I think that's all great and awesome. But we have to remember that, you know, the people behind these characters are people and they do have feelings and they do see the messages, whether they respond or not, like it's there and it's been said and it's going to be on the internet forever. And I think it's really important that people kind of take that and understand that, again, we're not responsible for, you know, where the story goes. You know, we're just the storytellers we're given a script and we're expected to act and to portray that script on television. And I get that, you know, people have strong feelings about these things. I totally understand that. I do too. Um, But we just have to remember to keep things kind, keep things nice because Michael is such a a talented and amazing actor. And I don't think anyone could play Victor better than he does. Mm -hmm. And I understand where people are coming from about the whole, you know, queer characters should be played by queer actors thing. I, I get the frustration, but I feel like at the end of the day, if the story is being told and the story is being told accurately and the people behind the story are people of the LGBTQ community or whatever community you feel like you're representing and whatever content you're putting out, mm-hmm. I feel that as long as that's happening, as long as the stories that are being written, that are being told are authentic, it shouldn't matter who the storytellers are. Um, and that's just my opinion on it. I, I send all my love to Michael and I'm so sorry that that's happening, but it's happening. And that's kind of what, what we signed up for is to be the punching bag for some people who are really passionate about these shows. But at the end of the day, if people are so upset with our performances, that means we did a good job. <laughs> So I'll leave it at that. I mean, I think shows like this, like uh, that take these big topics that tackle these big issues that, you know, social issues that people have experienced and are experiencing, you know, like you said, they do open the door for like conversations. And I guess they, some tough conversations. And I don't know if it's personally opened any doors for you, like any personal conversations in your life after, you know, filming uh, a show like this or being involved in a project like this? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm having people from high school I, I haven't talked to in years, like mm-hmm. messaging me and calling me and you know, 
people who I didn't think that were like supporters of the LGBTQ plus community who have seen the show and whose opinions have changed because of it. Um, I just love that. Like I'm doing something, we're all doing something that is opening a conversation and is changing the way people think or view things. Um, another thing that I've talked to about or talked about to people is that I love that Raheem is entering the show as a love interest for Victor because we don't see a lot of queer people of color interracial couples like that on television and film. Exactly. Uh, I think there's a, there's something to be said about white marketability and that a lot of studios, um, feel that it's easier to cast a white person to play a queer person because, you know, it makes people, or they think the audience is more comfortable with that. Um, and it's unfortunate, but I love now that, you know, studios are taking chances, taking risks now, you know, I'm really grateful to 20th century for, you know, giving me this job, giving me this opportunity to show people that you don't have to be white to be loved. And I think that's really important for other people to see. Um, so yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's true. I, I totally agree with that. And on that note, can you tell us more about your character, Rahim? And were there instances in your life that shaped the character or how did you bring the character to life? Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm half Iranian and Rahim comes from an Iranian Muslim background. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to bring some of my own life experiences and my own, you know, thoughts and way of thinking to Raheem because I felt like it would be you know, relatable for me. Mm -hmm. um, I've had conversations with my dad who's from Iran and my family members and other people who are from Iran. And um, I, I get like, being queer in the Muslim community is not talked about at all. It's actually very taboo and it's really, a lot of people can be persecuted for it. Um, so like me being able to bring that and talking to my dad about what, he, like who he's talked to and the experience he's had in Iran and stuff. Um, it's it really made it a lot easier to put myself in Raheem's shoes. Um, but yeah, so Raheem is uh, an Iranian Muslim kid at Creekwood who is, you know, at the start of his coming out journey. And what that entails is, you know, some pushback from his parents and like a lot of fear of coming out because of where he comes from. Mm -hmm. um, but throughout the season, you'll see that Raheem really opens up into his own. And I think that a lot of that's due to Pilar kind of like pushing him in the right direction and stuff. Um, but yeah, Raheem has a beautiful coming out story this season. Love Victor. Um, and I'm just excited for people to see it and, and hopefully relate to it or take something from it. That's true. I, I totally agree with that. Like, I don't want any spoilers, but yeah, <laughs> your journey was pretty amazing over the season. Your character arc was great. And I just want to ask you. What do you think makes this story different from others? How do you think this story will change and sort of make an impact into in society? 
Love, Victor, I mean, it already has, and it continues to make an impact in society. I love Love, Victor because it's different than a lot of the shows that we've seen or movies that we've seen. Like Love, Simon was about a white boy and how mm-hmm. his coming out story was relatively easy and he had the, the support and respect of his parents and peers. And it wasn't really as hard as it is for a lot of people, especially people of color. Um, so that's why I love Victor is so special and so amazing because it shows the different perspectives of your coming out story from different people, from people who aren't white. And um, I just think that's really important. And I think that's so crucial for, especially for young people, young queer people of color um, in today's world, like to see, you know, someone who looks like you on TV, who talks like you, who acts like you. Um, I think that's where Love, Victor differs from a lot of other shows or a lot of other you know, queer content that we have out there because yeah, Love Victor is a comedy, but it's also, it talks about like really serious like family matters and personal things and financial stuff that like a lot of comedies don't touch on um, usually. They like to keep it light, but Love Victor really pushes the boundary that way on st- while still maintaining a light tone for the most part but you get to see like real people problems and real people solutions to those problems. I think that's where Love, Victor differs from other TV series or, or shows or movies um, that are about queer people. Like, I think this is really cool because not only are you seeing Victor's perspective, but you know, you're seeing Benji's side of things. You're seeing Raheem's side of things. You're even mm-hmm. getting to see um, uh, Lucy and uh, Lake like teasing, you know, a potential bisexual relationship between the two of them. Like, it's really, really cool that we are telling all these stories so different, like very different, but all rooted in the same thing. Um, that's why I think of Victor's different and I might be biased by saying this, but better than a lot of other shows on TV. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, like I haven't seen personally like Love, Simon before this and I wasn't, you know, I didn't watch like a ton of dramas and all that, but I obviously I did watch this show and check it out. And, you know, I guess what struck out to me is like you said about all the multitude of different issues that it touches on. Like, it's not just a queer show. It's also talks about family and it talks about, you know, parents and a child's relationship. And it talks about, you know, all those, all those things that happen within people's lives and like that, you know, you might not see on the surface. And then I love how like for specific characters, you might get the surface level, but then like later on in episodes, you get to see deeper, like behind them and like all the character development that they do on the show. So yeah. I, I really like applaud the writers from this show specifically. Yeah. Um, Brian Cannon out these. and Marcos Luvanos, they're, mm-hmm. they're, I love them so much. They write, they write magic really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be tough to juggle all those issues, but I think that you guys pull it off like extremely well. Yeah. And that's credit to the writing team and the writer's room. Seriously, they work day and night to make sure that we're bringing authentic stories to the table. And they've done it really flawlessly, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I was watching with my my girlfriend and she kind of told like, this is like, this is us. Like she made that connection between the show, This Is Us and, and this one, which I didn't necessarily see. But then come to find out like a lot of producers share, you know, kind of they're on both, both sets. So I can kind of see that connection. I don't know if you personally have been invested in that show too. And do you kind of see that parallel between you guys and them? Yeah. I, ha- I mean, well, you know, Rachel Hilson. Yeah. In the show also right. on that show. So of course, like we yeah. want to- and Anthony, 
Turpel also had a guest spot on it. So I've been keeping up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, one more. Yeah. One so more question. you go ahead, Francesca. Why do you think LGBT representation and diversity in film and TV matter, especially today? Um, I think it matters more than it ever has before. I, I find that it's, I, I find it sad that we haven't told these stories sooner, but you know, better late than ever. I'm really glad that we are finally getting to tell these stories. Mm-hmm. I think it's important because there's so many people out there who are fearful of being who they are and who they want to be um, because of fear of how they would be received by people, by their family, by their friends, by their work, like coworkers, whatever it may be. And it's just unfortunate that they don't feel like that they could be who they are because they don't see it around them, you know? And that's why, you know, love Victor is so important because it, again, like I've said, talks about the coming out process from different people's perspectives. And it gives people a reason to feel like they've been heard and they've been seen and they feel represented. And, you know, it breaks my heart that there are people out there who, you know, think that they're better off dead than being who they are. And I just hope that Love Victor can, you know, save some of those people and make them feel like their story matters because it does, because we're telling that story. And I just hope that, you know, people take that and and remember that and know that like, you know, maybe your family doesn't accept you, but if you have the right chosen family around you, I think that's a common theme in love, Victor, that, you know, you will have the support system that you need. You surround yourself by the people who love you. Um, So I think that it's important because there's just not enough stories like this being told yet. You know, Love, Victor is one of the first of its kind. And it's sad to me that it's only been like a year that we've been really telling these stories. So I think that it's important that we continue to push this narrative for young queer people out there so that they feel like their life matters. At the end of the day, we're all human. We're all here because we love each other, hopefully. (laughs) And we deserve to love each other. So, yeah. I think that's why it's important to continue telling these stories, especially to young people. I mean, it's also a great month, you know, to be telling these stories and to be talking about this, you know, yeah. show yeah. because it is June, it's Gay Pride, Pride Month. month. Yeah. yeah, I love I love Pride Month. I think Pride Month is great, but I also don't think that it's enough time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. Pride Month is awesome because it's a time where we get to reflect and remember the accomplishments and achievements we've made as a community to you know, achieve security and, and um, equality for people of the LGBT plus community. However, mm-hmm. I think it's also a reminder of the work that we still need to do, the work that still needs to be done in terms of, you know, making sure people feel represented and respected. Um, but yeah, I think Pride Month is nice. I just wish, you know, it was Pride Year, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best thing about this show is that you can stream it whenever, you know, you can, it doesn't have to be just in this month. Like I, I, that is one great thing. What I did want to ask before is since it is such a big, like ensemble cast, were you on set with everybody at the same time? Like, did you get to meet all the actors? Because it is, you do have like a lot of like very good, like you, like you, for example, young up and coming actors, but then there's also a lot of 
big name, well-established actors also like Mackay Pfeiffer and Betsy Brandt. And I think Josh Duhamel has an appearance. Yeah. Andy, Andy Richter is on there too. Like, did you get a chance to interact with any of them? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was there for a majority of the season. I wasn't in every episode, but I, there were some actors that I didn't get to actually have scenes with, like one-on-one dialogue with mm-hmm. in scenes. But there was one scene, there was two scenes, the, the wedding scene and that hallway scene in episode two where Victor comes out to the whole school. The whole cast was there, at least the teen cast was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to meet everyone then and talk to them and get to know them there. But unfortunately, most of my scenes were with, um, not unfortunately, I'm saying like, <laughs> <laughs> work with all of them because most of my scenes were with uh, Michael or Isabella. Um, So, um, but yeah, like for the, the wedding scene, I got to meet Sophia Bush and Mackay Pfeiffer and um, I got to work with all of the cast pretty much. Um, I, yeah, I I have worked with everyone. I had a scene with Mateo too. Yeah. Yeah, I have worked with everyone at some capacity. I haven't really like had much dialogue with all of them, but I have been in scenes with all of them, I think. That's awesome because Mackay Pfeiffer, personally, he's in one of my all time favorite movies, Paid in Full. I don't know if you know that movie. Yeah, yeah I know. Mackay, okay. I so, really great guy. He's such right. a humble man and like really cool to work with. Really cool guy. That's awesome because, you know, yeah. he always, you know, he's got some. He, he's got a lot of history in like the black and, and hip hop community because of movies yeah. like that. So like, I've always been a huge fan of him to, and to see him like pop up on the show was like, Oh, that's, I didn't expect it, but it's like, yeah. awesome. Yeah, we, have, we have a really killer guest cast, especially this season. Yeah. Um, Brandt, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So well as Felix's mom, Leslie Grossman. Great. Um, Julie Benz who played Shelby. Uh, we didn't get to see much of her, but she was such a delight to work with. Yeah, we had a really amazing guest cast this season. Sweet. True. Anyway, going back to you, what were the life lessons or things you've learned in your career that you would like to share to aspiring actors or emerging actors like you? Yeah. Um, 90% of your job is waiting. It's- <laughs> A lot of waiting, a lot of work without recognition, a lot of work without pay at first. It's a lot of work, especially if you don't know people in the industry, because this industry is very famous for nepotism and favoritism. Um, So it's really hard for people who aren't connected to break through and get, you know, their self out there. But, you know, if you can take anything from my story is that I didn't have any connections. We rarely had any money. We were like, we were the last family in the world that should have been putting their kid into acting. But <laughs> had a dream and my parents sacrificed a lot so that they could get me there. Um, and I put in a lot of work as a kid. I sacrificed a lot of life experiences, a lot of extracurricular activities, a lot of friendships in middle school, high school, because I wanted to, to be a part of this industry. So if you are a young aspiring actor out there, I think that's amazing. I'm so happy that this is your dream, but you need to know there's a lot of work you got to put into it. I mean, if it's something that you're really passionate about, you'll do it happily. Um, but just know that, you know, some people, you know, make it big really fast, but for people like us, it takes some time. So just be patient 
keep putting in the work, keep, you know, practicing your craft, keep making connections, keep networking, just put in the work. And then eventually you'll see like the seeds you planted four or five years ago are finally starting to bloom, you know, like, for example, um, love Victor. I, I was really blessed that they were interested in me for season two, but I might not have gotten an audition for season two if I had an audition in season one and done such a good job at that audition. It's a lot of work that you put into that you don't realize, yeah. but will have an effect on you later on in your career. People remember, you know, if you do a good job, you might not book the job right away, but if you do a good job, casting will, will like you and remember you and think about you for something that you might be better suited for. So don't be discouraged when you don't get a job, when you don't get a callback or whatever, as long as you do a good job, the casting director says that was a great job. Take that as a win and just move on to the next 90% of your job's waiting. That's all it is. And then when you get that 10% of finally making it or making some money or doing whatever job it is, you'll be so much more grateful for it because of the amount of work that you had to put in to get there. That's my advice for any young actors out there. It's great advice. Very well said. You just summarized the whole journey of an aspiring artist in Hollywood. Amazing. (laughs) And I've just recently started to see, you know, the fruits of my labor uh, in my adulthood. Like it takes some time. It takes some time, but it makes it so much more worth it. You know, I see a lot of actors who, you know, just fall into it or are given a part in something and they shoot to stardom and they don't know how to handle it and they don't appreciate it. And that's unfortunate to me because this industry is so magical. It's so exciting and it's so awesome. But people don't see it because they think it comes too easy. So when you put in the work and you you really do take time and effort and and blood, sweat, and tears into putting something together, making something, whatever, whether it be a tape, an audition, or a short film that you make, Mm -hmm. have it done. Once you finally get to where you want to be in your next goal, you're able to take that in and um, really appreciate it for what it is more so than if it was just handed to you. And that's why I'm really grateful that I didn't like shoot to start them really fast or like become super famous. Like I love that. It took, it was a slow burn. And I love that so much because it, I learned a lot during that time. So don't be discouraged if it takes too long. It takes forever for some people. You know, I worked with an actress um, when I was nine years old on this film called The Space Between. Her name was Melissa Leo. She had been acting for decades, 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 and decades, and didn't receive her first award or nomination until she mm-hmm. was in the 90s. Yeah. And that is really like, that is the story of an actor. It's just you wait, you wait until finally, you know, you're given that chance. And I feel like there's room for everyone in this industry. There's so much content being put out. There's so much representation now, and it's only going to get exponentially bigger. So if you have a dream, follow it, but know that it takes a lot of hard, hard work and time. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. Perfect. That's right there. That's That's true. It's all about the journey after all. Absolutely. 1000%. I'm so much more grateful for the experiences and journeys and amounts of rejection and lessons that I've learned in the past 16 years of my career. So much more grateful than any job that I've ever had. Seriously. Mm -hmm. With that said, what kind of roles do you want to take on in the future? 
I want to continue taking on roles that accurately represent my own heritage. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love that I get to play whatever character I get to put on a hat, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and change how I talk, change how I dress. You know, I love that. And I love getting to play characters and people of different backgrounds and stuff. I love learning about that. But I've never really been able to play characters that are like me. So I hope that in the future, I continue to play characters that are accurate to me, that are representative of my own heritage. I'm hoping one day I get an audition for that Filipino show. <laughs> I hope so. I would be play a Filipino on screen. I think I would. I could die happy if, if I get to do that. So that's my goal. That's what I hope for. That's what I'm going to work towards. Now that you said that, I might actually just write a role for you. You know now what? you can read the script. Now let's do that. Filipino represent. I'll take it. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My people talk to your people. Yeah. It's our time to shine. It's It's been too long. Been, uh, we've been on the back burner for way too long. So Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind as an actor? I hope that when I leave this world people can look back on the work that i've done and be proud of it and people can look back on the work that i've done and feel like i've helped them in some way Mm -hmm. i've never really been in this industry for the money or the fame like you can ask my publicist i I really don't like (laughs) doing press or any of that kind of stuff or being on social media I'm here, I, I'm here because I love my job and I love the craft. So, wait, what was the question I lost my train of thought? What legacy do you want to leave as an actor? I mean, you pretty much answered it, you know. Yeah, I just, that's really what I hope. I, I want to leave, I want to leave this planet having helped people with my art. That's, that's as simple as I can put it. Exactly. Well, I think you've taken definitely a great first step with the project that you've projects that you've done so far, and especially with, you know, the show that just came out season two is, is great. And I don't like spoil things for people, but it does leave on like a huge kind of like cliffhanger for people. And, you know, I'm pulling it for you for next season, man. So like, you know, hopefully, hopefully get to see a lot more of you in the future. I'm hoping for a season three pickup. I feel like these stories are not done being told yet. No, there's still a lot of room for, for more, you know, and I think if anything, this season showed that there's still more room for more. And I think you guys did a really good job of integrating everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. So do you have any upcoming projects that you want to share with us? As of right now, I'm unemployed. Like I said, <laughs> you're in that 90% waiting period right now, you know? 90%, yeah. I've just been auditioning right now and you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm writing a lot more than I ever have before. I've finally taken mm-hmm. a I'm writing a TV pilot in the future. Um, and that's been going pretty well. So who knows? Maybe in a couple of years, you'll see me as a showrunner or something. 100%. Awesome. I agree with that. Well, good luck with all of your future projects. And Congratulations on the success of the show. Definitely. Really groundbreaking for for the LGBT community and for everyone really watching on both sides. It's very life-changing, I would say. So thank you for being part of 
you know, telling that story and being the game changer. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for taking this time to talk to me. Yeah. I mean, thank you for joining us. Um, I think you have an extremely bright future and, and after watching this, I'm sure that you'll, you won't be waiting for too much longer for more work and, you know, we'll we'll definitely be looking out and can't wait to see what, what you do next. Thank you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. I had a really, really great time talking to all of you. Awesome. Yeah, thank Appreciate you for your that. time. Right. We'll see you around. Yes, definitely. And uh, all right. that script, you better send it to me. For <laughs> I got you. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.